When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. What you're about to hear is an interview with Richard Holden, MP for North West Durham. He is one of 50 MPs to have sent a letter to the Premier League asking for clarity on the Newcastle United takeover. He spoke to Chronicle Live to outline his reasons for supporting the campaign and what he hopes can be achieved by the pressure put on the Premier League by fans and MPs alike. This is the interview with Richard Holden. So to date, how many letters have you had over the field Newcastle United takeover? Well, I think we've had about, uh, just here, we've had a lot of social media comments, plus at least 150 to 200 uh, letters and emails in from really concerned constituents. And um, I I think generally, this has been one of those issues that just really catches people who, you know, probably aren't that interested in party politics on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, uh, Newcastle United, the other football clubs locally as well, you know, these are huge parts of uh, our community. And um, people are really, you know, they really want to see their team succeed. And it's just been one of those issues which has just really caught the imagination of people locally. You mentioned there the lack of party politics. It's great to see the cross-party involvement in this. I mean, we've had 40 MPs across the country, both Labour and Conservative, but especially in this region as well. It kind of just emphasises just how important this takeover could be, not just for Newcastle, but the whole region. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons I uh, I really thought it was, it was important to get involved because um, Newcastle... Uh, are not just a city football club. They're they're a large regional football club. What happens there, and the sort of levels of investment being talked about, would have knock-on effects to the wider region. You know, uh, I'm a Blackburn fan uh, originally, um, but uh, you know, I want to several clubs like Tower Law or uh, Crook or Willington or um, or Concert. Uh, you know, and I want to see Sunderland do well. I want to see Newcastle do well. Uh, and, you know, they are a preeminent regional club and it's absolutely vital that, uh, you know, they can succeed at the highest levels of the game. Uh, and, you know, that's that's why I'm involved. And people here are really passionate, uh, you know, um, about the team. Do you think it can make a difference? I mean, obviously we've seen your letter, we've seen lots of letters sent in the petitions, well over 100,000. Do you genuinely think that the pressure being applied can get the answers that everybody wants? Uh, Well, I've had a few conversations already, and I think the pressure is definitely helping. I think it's really good that it's cross-party. I think it's good that, you know, there's the uh, local Labour MPs right in the centre of Newcastle um, who are uh, helping, and then more broadly across the region, uh, all of the... uh, uh, MPs are getting involved from all parties, um, so I think yeah, it's, it's I think it's helping. Uh, whether it's uh, whether it's enough, who knows? I even had a, a cabinet, a couple of cabinet ministers get in touch with me about it as well, um, wanting to show their support more broadly. Um, so I think it's it's one of those things which I think everybody recognises 
Um, you know, Newcastle is, you know, it's our, you know, regional centre. It's our, you know, city hub uh, for the northeast, um, and it's a, you know, it's a real driver for the rest of the region. A lot of my constituents uh, work there as well, and we all want to see the city succeed and that um, regional growth spread out from there as well. Um, and that's and it's just a really important part of the community. So yeah, no, across I think across the board. You know, we're really hoping this pressure works. And I think, you know, the, the fact that the campaign's grown and grown and grown is really good and shows that that support is building. It is not diminishing. Uh, and uh, I think that's, that's, that's a really good sign because it shows that the pressure is continuing to build. And I guess with today's news about the country being in recession for the first time in 11 years, that investment that has been promised or at least talked about by the consortium or those close to the consortium, it would mean so much to this region, wouldn't it? Especially given not just the impact of COVID-19, but the fact that the country is now in a recession. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're in a very unusual sort of recession here because it's sort of, um, you know, we've inflicted ourselves in order to prevent a broader, a, a, basically a longer term recession because of the impact of COVID. So um, while, you know, there is definitely issues, um, you know, it's some of the figures are also showing that we're sort of, uh, bouncing back a little bit as well on the monthly figures, although we are in that we have a very steep decline because of the fact we've had to lock down so many businesses. But I think more broadly, your point is absolutely right that um, you know what we've got to see is wherever possible, uh, I will be fighting for investment uh, for the region. Uh, I'll be fighting for jobs for our area. And if this means money and jobs coming in, then that's good news as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I want to see those jobs, uh, those jobs here rather than going elsewhere. And it's just absolutely vitally important that we do everything we can at this moment to get that money into our area. What would you say to the critics or those who question the, the Saudi involvement, you know, the, the mention of the, the human rights, uh, Jamal Khashoggi, you know, those issues which rightly, you know, have to be talked about. And, and a few people saying, well, is it in the long run better for Newcastle not to be effectively owned by the state of Saudi Arabia? Although, of course, the PIF would say that they're not controlled by the state. But what would you say to those who do flag up, you know, the, the issues within Saudi? Well, I think you're right to point out that point that, you know, this isn't very much like a lot of other, um, uh, you know, Premier League and, you know, uh, also, uh, you know, um, uh, championship clubs who do have um, foreign ownership. You know, they, you know, this is, it's pretty clear there is a division between the state uh, owning something and some and a business from that country owning something, which is, I think, is an important point the consortium have made. Um, but I think more broadly, your issue is one that is a very fair one. You know, um, you know, we're not saying that uh, Saudi Arabia has got a perfect human rights record at all. But I think one, the one thing that all the fans want to say is, you know, it should be one rule for everybody or the same, you know, the same rule across the board. You know, so we've got football clubs owned by um, uh, Chinese companies who are very linked to the Chinese state. We've got, um, you know, companies owned by other country companies from the Middle East who uh, also have uh, issues. I think it's either one rule for everybody or it's one rule for nobody. And I think it's uh, it's very unusual and strange that. Um, uh, Newcastle is uh, being singled out in this issue. Now, that's something that overall people need to decide, but I do think it's odd that it's, you know, that it's Newcastle who seem to be targeted on this one 
you know, rather than across the board. And I've got no, and I, w- I would have no problem if there was an across the board rule, um, but it does not seem to be the case. Um, and that's and that's one of the reasons I think people are quite miffed about it um, across the board, really. What would you say to Richard Masters now? Then, obviously, the silence has persisted. What would be your message to Richard Masters at the Premier League? Well, I'd say you know the, the only thing that Newcastle fans have been really asking for is for proper transparency about what's been going on. I think that's what we need to do now. I think if we get that transparency, then we can see uh, hopefully. Um, the discussions re- reopening because I think uh, tra- that transparency would help that uh, progress. Um, and if there's and if there's stuff that needs to be sorted out, stuff needs to be sorted out. But what I want to see is, if at all possible, the Premier League really taking a proactive approach to see how they can make this work, rather than this sort of delay and dither approach that they seem to have taken over the last four months. It's really protracted, uh, and it's not helpful for the club. Uh, it hasn't been helpful for the you know back end of this season. It's not helpful for fans. So the, I think the message of Richard Masters is pretty clear. What we've got to do is we want to see transparency from the Premier League. I think we want to understand exactly the situation that's been happening here. We know we've had this going on for four months, causing real issues for fans, real issues for the club. And we want to see uh, that transparency come through. And I think with that transparency, what that will help provide is solutions. Because if we can all see what the issues are on the table, then we can see how to deal with them. Until we can see that, we can't see a way forwards. And I think I want to see uh, if there is a possibility of a deal. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but if there is a possibility of a deal, I think this is this would be a really big thing for the area, and it would be a massive thing for Newcastle. Uh, so you know that's that's what I want to uh, see, if at all possible. You know things going ahead. And if this silence does persist, because I understand not a single MP, and there's been a lot of MPs have had a response from the Premier League. What happens next? Um, the, I, I must say we haven't had. I haven't had a uh, response, and I'm not aware of anybody else having had a response either. But I understand that there that that the, the concerns which have been raised have been noted already, and that there are things moving along. I think there will be. I, I think there will be movement in this area. Don't know exactly when. Uh, but I think there, this is exactly what we want to. What we want to see is movement. I don't need them to, you know, have massive public. I, I just I'm interested in the end rather than a sort of blame game. Now, um, that's what's really important here is that if we can get this investment into the region, I know there are massive competing interests within the Premier League. I I, I do get that. I also see that there's probably little bits of geopolitics being played out here as well. Um, but I think in the interest of the region, you've seen how strongly you know, MPs from all sides across the country have come together on this. Uh, and I think it's, a just, it's so important for the region that we, you know, we need to see the Premier League really stepping up on this one.